Here's what's coming up on today's show. Advisor taking too much risk is a legitimate question and complaint. And it typically is because of a lack of communication, a lack of relationship, where they're just not asking the questions about their clients and asking them, is there anything different in your life? Welcome to another day in Retirement Paradise, your guide to achieving financial independence and navigating the journey to a blissful retirement. Your host is Eric Judy, RICP, a seasoned financial professional with more than two decades of experience and the driving force behind Judy Financial Group. Whether you're on the cusp of retirement or just beginning to consider your financial future, Eric Judy will provide the tools and knowledge you need to confidently plan for a comfortable and fulfilling retirement. Welcome into another day in Retirement Paradise. I'm Ben George with Eric Judy, who's a retirement income certified professional and the founder of Judy Financial Group. Got a good show for you today. Eric, you probably don't get a lot of complaints with uh, people you work with, right? Uh, actually, we've been <laughs> blessed, I would say. We get very few, but obviously there's always things that come up as concerns. We'll call them that versus complaints, but yeah. we want to make sure that we're always a good match for the folks we're working with. But it's amazing how many complaints we hear just uh, in part of our discovery phone calls and as we're going through kind of the ferreting out process with different people of what can be happening out there in the industry. So uh, it does happen. Yeah, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because that's what we want to really address today is some of those those complaints that are out there and not necessarily that directed towards you and your team at Judy Financial, but just you know for people that are into retirement or close to retirement, they've been working with someone and and just don't feel completely satisfied with, for whatever reason, there are some common complaints that are out there that you've heard and that are just kind of around. So we're going to address some of those today and, and, and really kind of clear up whether or not they are misconceptions, whether or not they're well-founded, offer some insights as well, as we always try to do here on the show. If you want to get in touch with Eric, you can do so at judyfg.com. You can schedule a meeting. There's a blue button you'll see right there on the front. Click that. Get on the calendar with Eric, but if you want to call, you can also do that at 217-303-1711. So I'm going to throw out these complaints to you. I guess you can treat it as I'm the, the person complaining to you, Eric, and <laughs> you can address these complaints to me and, and, and really uh, tell me how you would approach this if someone threw these your way. So I'll start off with this one. Uh, look, my, my advisor just takes too much risk. If someone's telling you that, what, what are you saying? Well, it's it's typically they're not listening to you or and many times it's it's the advisor who basically has you fill out a risk tolerance question when you first start working together and thinks you never change or evolve. <laughs> um, hmm. We see this a lot as people transition from accumulation to retirement income planning where their risk tolerance when they were 25, 35, 45, is completely different than then they're 55, 65, but their advisor doesn't update the plan, doesn't update the risk tolerance, doesn't ask the questions and just assumes somebody never changes or changes or evolves at that stage. Um, so we hear that actually quite a bit. Usually one of the things that's why people are actually seeking us out is because they've changed. They understand that they're no longer in that risk taking stage. So their advisor actually may be taking too much risk. Um, they're not helping them evaluate where they're at in life. You know, if they're not talking about what they need to do as far as income planning when they're getting closer closer to retirement, that's a, a huge issue. You know, it, it's 
if you're not laddering income to create stability and predictable income from somebody, and they're just a couple of years away from, from needing those dollars to supplement retirement, that's a problem. And so advisor taking too much risk is a legitimate question and complaint. And it typically is because of a lack of communication, a lack of relationship where they're just not asking the questions about their clients and asking them, is there anything different in your life? All right. So that's the first complaint. What about someone that says my fees, they're just too high, Eric. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is maybe a talking about, Hey, well, look my services, the services I'm getting just don't match what I'm paying or not. But, but how do you address someone that thinks their fees are just too much? So it, that is a service question. I, I, I would tell you people don't mind paying for good service if they're getting what they want. We get that question a lot of times with annuities. Um, when we're talking about, hey, if we're going to consider an annuity in the in the portfolio, people say, well, what are the fees? Because they've heard this rumor out there from some mega advertising campaign <laughs> that annuity fees are too high. Um, but the funny thing is if you put them side by side and lay them in relationship to the cost most advisors charge for a investment portfolio, you'll find over the lifetime of the annuity, it may be less than what you would pay a financial advisor to manage a portfolio. It's just a different tool to accomplish a different task. So again, it's positioning, but it's when somebody says their fees are too high, it's because they're not getting enough value. They're not getting either an expected performance, an expected return, but most often you're going to hear that because you're not getting the relationship and the feedback and the value from the person charging the fee that you expect. Yeah, so some the definitely uh, go back to our last episode where we talk about um, service a little bit and, and how to find a new advisor and what to look for and, and how to make that transition if you need to. So, need to. But again, that's a, kind of a, a little deeper discussion on, on services as well. But good point there. All right, um, someone that says to you, Eric, Social Security just won't be enough to cover my expenses. Um, I, it sounds like they probably have done a whole lot of planning. First off. What yeah. would you say? <laughs> and I would say you're right. <laughs> um, typically, and this goes back to kind of what the cornerstone of why Social Security was designed. Um, typically, I would tell you Social Security covers about 40% of most people's retirement income need. It wasn't really designed to be a pension replacement plan. Uh, there were So if you go back historically and look at why Social Security was there, you know, unless you're in the lowest economic situation where you where you're not making a whole lot that's where social security might cover your expenses but you're not going to have a real uh, comfortable necessarily retirement uh if social security is the only basis for what you're doing so if, if someone comes in asking me if social security or complaining about social security um and not you being enough to cover expenses i would tell you you're probably right and if you're expecting it Oh yeah, we are there strategies to put more money into Social Security where you're paying a higher Social Security tax? Yeah, that's possible, but I'd tell you that's probably not the ideal design. To be honest, the bigger concern we hear about Social Security and the complaint we hear most often is the concern that's not going to be there. And how do we prepare <laughs> for Social Security and or when they change the rules? Um, uh, that's the other thing with Social Security. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing, but most of the time. You know, we like to tell people Social Security is a legislative guarantee, not a contractual guarantee. So it's going to be subject to change. So I hate to say that if you're going to really complain about 
social security, it's probably legitimate most of the time. So it's, it's just, I know, unfortunately one of the things we can't control other than, uh, how you vote, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a legitimate concern for sure, but there are some things you can do through planning to, to take care of that and not have to rely solely on social security. So definitely worth having that conversation with the financial professional, if you haven't yet. And that is your complaint. All right. What about someone that takes a look at their account statement and, Hey, maybe last year this is probably the case for a lot of people, but they said, oh, well, my account just didn't grow a whole lot last year, and they're frustrated by that. Yeah, and, and this is where if your only measure of success is a performance metric of saying, hey, my account grew by X, it has to average a 6 or an 8 or a 10% gain, or if they're looking at the S&P 500 and the S&P 500 is up 30, but your portfolio is only up 10, you know, well, you know, if that's the only metric you're using, it's it's probably going to lead to some complaints. And it goes back to, is your plan set up to mitigate risk or is your plan set up for just accumulation? In our case, many times we're laddering income. So the next year, you know, maybe sitting in cash or a banking instrument, or insurance instrument that is designed not to lose money. Mm-hmm. So we realize in that particular portion of the portfolio, we're trading risk for guarantees. So we're not taking the risk. So we might get some, not get some of that upside potential in our case. So yeah, when people say that your account didn't, my account didn't grow like everybody else's or like the S&P 500, and it's done that way on purpose. So it's making sure that they understand the plan. So if we get those types of comments or if we hear those complaints, it's usually let's step back and look at the plan is that portion of the portfolio that didn't perform or underperformed in your mind doing something else for us? And, you know, many times when we have clients that are more so, I guess, in the prospect stage that are doing discovery calls that are complaining about that, we want to know why they're complaining. And it's if their only goal is performance metrics and they don't understand the portfolio, that goes back to saying, hey, well, what? tell me about your plan. What's this bucket supposed to do? Um, and if the, that's the challenge, then we usually have to step back and say, all right, <clears throat> it, it's really focusing more so on making sure that the products and the pieces in the, in the plan do what they're supposed to. And without necessarily evaluating the overall performance, we have to evaluate the performance individually of what they're accomplishing. Yeah, that's a good point. So it can be frustrating to see that account value dip, but there are some things to be thinking about there. If that is your complaint. All right. I don't know that you ever get this one, Eric, hopefully, (laughs) because uh, I know that you have a pretty clear uh, approach and make sure that everyone you work with understands their financial plan. But if someone comes to you or says to you while you're meeting with them for the first time, I just don't understand my financial plan right now. What what are you you telling them for that? Well, usually you ask them, can you show me your financial plan? (laughs) Um, And it's, it, most people, when they get to retirement, the strange thing is they've accumulated products, but not a plan. They've read books, they've read magazines. Hey, you should have a Roth IRA. You should have a 401k. You should have you know, this, that, and the other. And they've done a good job typically. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let me get one of those. Hmm. <laughs> um, the accumulation of products is not a plan. And that's the biggest challenge. You have to have a specific goal in mind for each of those pieces and how you're going to use, utilize them and at which stages of retirement you're going to utilize them. So it's a communication issue. Uh, if someone would tell us that we were practicing with, they didn't understand their plan, 
um, it would be stepping back to say, all right, let's, let's take that step back to pull the plan out again, make sure we've covered it and communicated it to you. Um, boy, I would really cry if somebody said that in my practice though. (laughs) (laughs) We want to make sure that they're achieving what they, they came to for, to us for And it's understanding each different piece and how it works. So yeah, we don't typically hear that a whole lot, but we've heard that, you know, people coming in without a plan as big as the complaint usually typically. Yeah. And to be clear, this isn't necessarily a complaint if, if I'm sitting in with your, with your advisor for the first time or early in the process and you don't understand everything they're, they're saying to you and you're just providing that feedback, Hey, I just don't completely understand what the plan is right now. That's okay to provide that feedback, right? Because you want to go back and forth and, and get the, as much description or as much um, evaluation as you can before you actually truly have a grasp on things. And if you don't, that's fine. That's your advisor's role is, is, is to be there to help you walk you through everything that you're doing. Absolutely. And, and I like to say it's, it's translating, you know, retirement jargon sometimes into English too, you know, yeah, I, I hear you go to a conference, you hear alpha and beta and, you know, sharp ratios. And it's, hmm. that doesn't mean anything to the clients typically. What they want to know is, how are you designing my portfolio to make me successful? And in our practice, how are you designing income more specifically to make sure that I don't run out? You know, it's, it's answering those questions, modeling that for them so that they can see how they are spending. They can see the, the guardrails that we're putting in place to make sure they're, they're successful. And I think that's the understanding of the financial plan that's important. All right. Let's, uh, let's close it out then with one final complaint here. What if someone complains that they only hear from their advisor when they want them to buy or sell a stock? They don't ever get any advice on anything else. Well, I would typically tell you that's, uh, I hate to pigeonhole people, but you're talking to a, a registered representative who can only sell you stocks. So if that's all they can do, that's typically the only time they're going to call you. Um, if they don't have a, a, a practice where they do plans, that their their whole goal is to get you to buy and sell stocks and they're transition, or transaction-based rather, where the only time they get paid is when they get you to buy or sell something, that's what they're going to do. They're just going to call and say, hey, you know, I'm, I've got this hot stock. You want in on it. And that's, that's their sales mechanism. That's how they get paid. Um, and I think that's the key when somebody's just calling for that. They they really don't have a planning practice. They have a selling practice and it's just a different type of advisor. Um, unfortunately it works that way. I typically on both either the, I know we said stock here. So there's the register rep on that side. And then there's also on the insurance side, you're going to get people that, Hey, I, you know, I've got this hot product. Again, if it's, they're a transaction based producer, then that's, that's what they're going to be calling about to get you to make that transaction, whether or not necessarily that fits your plan or not. So. Yeah. Well, again, to kind of, kind of close it out, you know, if you do have, not to say that you don't you don't have a position to complain to your advisor. That's not kind of what this is about. This is more addressing some some common complaints or concerns that people might have about their plan or about the direction they're headed. But if you ever have that, Eric, right, it, it's important to communicate that with whoever you're working with. Absolutely. You have to have the ability to have a plan, to have it communicated clearly so you know what's important. And then it has to be able to be modified, tweaked. So when thing, life gets in the way, you can make those changes and the transfer from A to B to, to make sure that you can still continue to be successful as there's challenges. And it's knowing that you have somebody that you can communicate and have a relationship with to help guide you through that process. And that's what, that's what it is. And you know, it, 
I, I know we said complaints here. It, it's, you know, people are going to complain when things change and when the things are not going their way. And that's what they should do. They should have that shoulder to lean on to have those complaints and say, hey, you know what? This is what my expectation is from my advisor and make sure that you're getting the value you expect from that relationship. So Very good. Well, if you want to get in touch with Eric, want to sit down and pick his brain on some things or kind of learn more about his planning process, you can always find him at judyfg.com. There you can also schedule a meeting as well, but you are welcome to call anytime. 217-303-1711. And just a reminder, Eric's been doing this for more than 20 years and he's based in Springfield, Illinois, but works with clients across the country. So wherever you listen from, you can reach out and uh, he's happy to work in that virtual setting with you. So Eric, thanks for your time today. As always, we appreciate your insight. Ben, as always, wishing you and all the listeners out there just another day in retirement paradise. Contact Eric Judy by calling 217-303-1711 or visit judyfg.com. Advisory services offered through Creative One Securities, LLC, an investment advisor. Judy Financial Group and Creative One Securities, LLC are not affiliated. Guarantees, including optional benefits, are backed by the claims-paying ability of the issuer and may contain limitations, including surrender charges, which may affect policy values. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. We are not affiliated with any government agency.